Anybody doing anything cool this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I forgot. I forgot about this weekend already. <laughs> we put up the tree. Oh, that's cool. I was supposed oh, to do decorations outside because it was like 60 degrees. It was so weekend. warm yesterday, yeah. And I never made it out there to do it. So <laughs> I ended up working on, uh, we're working on a couple of rent- room renovations in the house. And I spent like every free moment just going down and planing pieces of wood and like polying things. And then I'd run back upstairs and do a little bit of drywall. And then I'd run downstairs. You were making a lot of sawdust, I noticed. Yeah. And what is that over your shoulder, if you can be so kind as to fill us in? Over my shoulder? Oh, no, I can't You're making a wedding cake? Shh, 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 don't say anything. It's a secret Christmas project. Okay. <laughs> so it's not a wedding cake. Uh, Brandon can bleep this out. I'll tell you what it is. Right, Brandon, bleep this out. It's, um... So it's... So the... So the... So the... <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> So that's all. Yeah, that Josh is working on that while I'm working on the room renovation and we're kind of tag teaming. That's cute. Okay, back to a regular show. <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled program. That, that should just be a bunch of... Beep, 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 beep. I mean, theoretically, that should be out this week before this show comes out, but I don't, you know, who knows if we'll make it or not. Right. It's running behind. So. I worked on my pickup truck this weekend. I pushed my old pickup truck inside for the winter since now that I have roof. It's really funny how I just kind of slid into having a big giant shop without even like a very slow transition. And I have this old pickup truck. It's a 1969 Chevy C10. I've had it for a few years. And I've been wanting to work on it and do some of the repairs, but just to work outside in the grass. And you know, when you work on something and you start dismantling it outside, you got to put it over under a tarp. And it's just, it's just not a good workflow. It's just messy and you can't keep your parts organized. So now that I have a full, big inside shop, I was thinking about it a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I could just push it inside and work on it in the winter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm digging out. There's like mice nests in it and and wet leaves inside of all the crevasses. So I'm doing that. I'm going to replace the bed, doing all the little tiny repairs. And it, it runs okay. It needs a tune-up. And so I'm going to do that. So it's never been a reliable car for me because I don't give it the TLC that it deserves. And so that's that's what I'm going to try and do this this summer. Is this the one that you were talking about? This winter. Uh, this, winter. this winter, yeah. Uh, is yeah. this the one you were talking about doing redoing the seat for a long time ago? Yep, that's right. Yep. At this point, I'm just going to put on I was going to do like a custom leather seat. But at this point, I'm just going to... I use a website called Eckler's. It's not a shout out. I don't know them at all. But uh, you go there and they have all... All replacement parts and and working on an old car like this is is fairly cheap, you know, relatively speaking. Uh, whereas like the whole seat cover completely already shaped to that particular seat, I, you take off the old one and replace this one with new hog rings and stuff. It was like three hundred bucks all in. Whereas two pieces of leather big enough to make that seat would be three hundred each, and that's before all the labor it takes to sew it. So I just said, let's just go quickly for this. It, 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 it's not going to be a show car. It's just, I just want to get it back to being a good drivable car where every time I get in it, I can slide across the seat without worrying about tearing the foam up or so that's all. I'm just, I just want to get it going. And, and it, it's a distraction. Honestly, I know this is going to be funny for some people, but it is a distraction for me when I think to myself, I don't feel like editing. I don't feel like making a movie. I don't feel like working on a client job. 
and I just go work on the truck. And, and it really is, it is therapy for me to just mm. go out there and just start. It keeps my brain, my hands busy while my brain is contemplating and thinking about other things. I'm not focusing on making a, a full girth of a movie on it. I'll film an Instagram story about it and it's put it in the vlog here and there, but I'm not going to set up timelines on it and stuff. I learned a while ago working on that other Chevy C10, which I ultimately gave to Dave Welder. It's like wrenching on cars for YouTube. It's, you know, it's a class upon itself and it's kind of boring to look at. There's no real transformation. So I remember having all this footage from that first truck. And unless I was doing one specific thing where you could make like a, a thing for the car to do the overall car, it's just unbolting and bolting stuff back together. And that's not quite that fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why it'll just be little vlog segments from time to time. But uh, yeah, so I'm happy about that. I got that started. It's something I've been wanting to do for years. And it was one of the first things I was going to do when I got the big warehouse, but that place is full of tools now. And we just, uh, we're going to do a reorganize in there soon. I'm going to be giving stuff away. So I'll be giving stuff away in the new year on uh, Instagram. I'll just show a picture and say, who wants it? Come take it. Some of my other bigger machines. We just need to make room. And uh, yeah, so that's that's contemplating. I know we're we're going into the new year. We're going to talk about some of our goals, and that's one of my goals. Do you have like obviously that truck is the thing for you right now? But do you have stuff like that that um, is just like a good off-camera distraction, but a way to like free your brain up? I mean, because I have a few things like that, and I think that's super necessary. But I'm curious, like from both of you guys, what are those things other than the truck? I have also the barn. I mean, I have to insulate the barn and redo all the door jams. So I do the door jams on the back door. And that's usually in my life between Christmas and New Year's. I usually check out and just pretty much do nothing. But if the weather is somewhat mild, it has it has been fairly mild. I mean, it hasn't really been too deep into the 30s yet. Uh, but if the weather is mild in the next few weeks, I'm going to do some barn work between Christmas and New Year's. Taylor might go to Chicago, so I'll be here by myself. So that, that's the, the loose plan right now. But that is definitely one of them. Like, I think, okay, I have a free few hours. What am I going to do? Oh, let me go put some insulation in the barn or go clean up or something like that. So that's been mine. My off-camera thing is, it has nothing to do with the shop, really. It's all music-based. I remember about a year ago, one of the goals was, like, I want to get back into music, and I want to record one song every month in 2018. And I really did get back into music, and and it's something I've been doing a lot lately, and I'm, I'm having a good time with it. I didn't meet the goal of recording a complete song every month. I've probably started 14, 15 songs, and I have 13 or 14 almost complete, maybe somewhere between almost complete and just an idea. But, That's um, awesome. But just having the ideas there is really is really fun, and... Kelly and I are starting to play together again. So the music is is my off-camera thing. But the big but is I've been doing so much of the music stuff. I get this weird, like, I don't know. Guilt is not the right word, but it's in it's in the area. Like, when I'm doing this thing, I'm like, I should be recording this. Like, this is this is something I'm learning to do. I want to record this and put this out there. So I've had some really serious thoughts of starting uh, another channel just music and it's a it'll be a channel that um i'm not going to focus on growth i'm not going to focus on a timeline i'm just gonna 
like here's a here's a thing that I learned I'm going to show you or um, watch me work on a song type thing. So that's one of the things I'm going to do in in 2019 is work on a on a music channel. You should do like a big giant plastic cat head so nobody knows who you are that like has light up eyes. <laughs> that's the that's been the trend for the last ten years. All the uh, all the cool DJs uh, and EDM musicians have a big some sort of electronic head with LEDs okay, well- and. That's a good way to, to make a combo, though. So you make a video for your channel of making a giant mask of your own face, and then you wear that for oh, the wow. music channel so nobody knows who you are. <laughs> yeah. huh. Of my own face. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a, you know, be like, well, of course that's not David. It looks like David as a mask, so why would he wear a mask of his own face? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I, oh, I know. <clears throat> anyway, no, that's super cool. Uh, music is a big thing for me for this next year as well. Mm. So that's cool. And I mean, honestly, you kind of play that down. Like I only have 13 or 14 <laughs> ideas or like almost complete songs. That's pretty awesome. If you think about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I say idea, I like, so I might have like a loop and like that loop is, it's just kind of the, the base. And a, a lot of times when you're a musician, like a like a solo musician, you take that loop, and you might break that down into other parts where you remove some instruments or you add some instruments, and it's just it's it's the seed, and who knows if they're going to turn into something. I still want to finish the album that I talked about, and I still want to put that out. Um, so maybe 2019 is is the time for that. But there's also the thing that I struggle with is like I'm very old school when it comes to music i i expect a, a a collection of songs on an album but that's not the that's not the way it works now with soundcloud people release singles as as they come out and like there's all these new hip-hop and electronic artists that are just becoming big with no albums they're just releasing singles and uh mm-hmm. maybe i just need to get over that old school thought but you know what's going to happen though uh, in like 10 years from now there's going to be young artists they're going to go I'm going to put out a concept that's going to be a collection of songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's genius. What a great idea. Yeah. Because, like, right now, like, guys, can you tell me any concept or album songs from, like, 1920s? Nobody remembers that far back. <laughs> so when we get that far away from where we are now, people are going to be like, yeah. Uh, at, you know, on Space TV, it's all about music. They're going to be, like, interviewing <laughs> some guy with his whole face will be one black ink line, and it's going to say, yeah, I'm doing a new concept album. It's like, like seven songs on one piece of uh, ethereal plastic. What, what What is that noise I'm hearing? Oh, that's my rooster. He just wandered up near the porch. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> mute him. Yeah. You need a mute button for your rooster. Yeah, yeah so, it, uh, the music thing, like putting together an entire album, you're, def- you're definitely right. That is not the way people are doing it now. But it's funny because like we are on the kind of forefront of video whereas we are putting out these individual pieces of content versus a season of television right but then i feel the exact same way about music i'm like well why would i put out like a single song i should work on like an at least an ep you know four or five songs or something right but it's not the way it works anymore so now an ep i just heard this the other day there was listening to some uh podcast and somebody mentioned oh i think it was roger daltrey talking on a podcast anyway ep EP means extended play, right? Is that um, correct? It, it did. I, 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 yeah, I actually, I, I, I lifted up my finger like, hey, I'm going to give you some knowledge. But actually, I don't know what EP actually stands for, but it's usually a collection of four or five songs. 
Oh, so when somebody says EP, it's basically like a 45? No, it's like a little bit longer than a 45. Oh, so there's a 45 EP and then a full album? Yeah. Yeah. So L- EP and LP, long play and extended play, is opposite of what you would expect. Because <laughs> so, extended sounds like it should be longer than long, right? It's extended, right. but yeah. I, I just looked this up just to see what the kind of official de- definition was. And it does... An EP is a record which lasts for about eight minutes on each side. And it's an abbreviation for extended play. So, you know, makes no sense whatsoever. What so, is an LP? Just two minutes on each side? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's long play. It's a full album. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think so. It, it may have always been there. I'm guessing. Somebody will definitely correct me, I'm sure. But um, back in the, like, the late 80s, early 90s, I, that's when like EPs really started to take off because... Um, I forgot what the, the the CDs. It was easy to put out four or five songs on a on a CD, and uh, there used to be a name for that. And uh, it's like I, I remember like collecting all these like Nirvana singles, but there would be four or five songs on the, on these singles. And I don't know. I, I think CD is is where it really took off. The EP really took off. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the LP thing is a over how did we get to this anyway i, I think we LP, haven't even talked about what your non-shop or your non-video <laughs> um i think the lp is a carryover from vinyl yeah. and then the ep thing yeah i think had more to do with uh with cds where it was like in between single and full full and so maybe it's extended from a single maybe that's what it means maybe i don't know we don't know what we're talking about anyway we have no idea uh, no idea let's just, we should just make up some stuff uh, it's for like elephant i don't know um, for me, like, I don't really have a lot of things that I do outside of, as far as like hobbies anymore. I would really like to do music in this next year, and we can talk about that some more. But like the short trooper armor that I worked on, that was kind of, I mean, I made video content live about it, but it wasn't, it was a different pace and a different, you know, I could just work on it whenever, and I didn't have to feel like I captured every moment of it and stuff like that. So, that was that thing for me. R2-D2 is now going to be that thing where it's just these long-term projects that kind of sit in the background and I can go over and fiddle with them for a few minutes without feeling like I have to capture every piece that I'm just capturing like a, a overview kind of thing of it. Um, but I would like to find some more things like that. I have an old Vespa, a 1962 Vespa that I restored years ago and it's been stored so long that it needs to be restored again <laughs> so i thought about bringing that down to the shop and just kind of having it in the corner to where i could go over and start to fiddle with it and start to take it apart really and just break it down best, over the course of time the, the, my best but makes the perfect welding jacket hanger on so <laughs> oh, yeah. place to hang the welding jacket. <laughs> the is really i, I recommend it uh, expensive mm. oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So I may end up working on that at some point because for the same reason as your truck, it's like not really that interesting to, you know, to show like how to get the engine working again, but I still need to get it working. Actually, I just want to get it working so I can sell it because I'm not going to ride it anymore. (laughs) So, so for me, uh, yeah, I've been working on renovation stuff in our house. And so it's been a lot of back and forth, like, doing drywall, scraping up flooring, building some shelves so there's woodwork down there. And then it's holiday time, so, you know, hanging out with kids and trying to decorate and all that stuff. It's funny because you mentioned earlier, like, in December, Jimmy, you always 
kind of veg out and everything slows down. And that's usually the way it is for everything. Like you, it's hard to get in touch with people during the holidays, whatever. And I feel like I am going faster right now and I have more to do over the next couple of months than all year long. It's just kind of crazy. The, just the way stuff worked out, you know, we have a whole bunch of stuff to do right now, but whenever you're in the middle of a housing project, like it's just feels overwhelming, at least for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's, I feel like I have a whole lot to do in very little time. We're waiting on certain things to come in, you know, like we're waiting on tile and we can't really decide on paint colors until we see the tile up close, you know, cause like middle gray, you don't really know what middle gray is until you see it. <laughs> right. But, um, this past week we had, uh, Forby and his wife were staying with us for a few days. And so he was up here working and that was really awesome to have cause he's on full time now. Josh was here. My wife, who does all the shipping and stuff, was down here. And it was awesome. We had, like, in this office, we had the team. Like, four people working on I Like to Make Stuff stuff. And it it was really, really cool. Just It was the first time it felt like, man, this is this has turned into a thing. Like, Josh and I can goof <laughs> off every day, you know, and, like, we work and stuff. And, but it was, like, four people working on making this thing happen. And that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. And it was also really cool that, you know, Forby and Josh and I went and had lunch and ended up talking for like three hours about next year and just what can we do, what can we add, what can we take away, what need, you know. It was it was like a planning session at a scale that I've never put into I like to make stuff. It's always been very, I'll think about something for a few minutes here and then over there and then I'll make a decision and whatever. But this was like kind of strategy planning who wants to be doing what you know what can we like what does nobody want to do and who can we find to do that stuff and it was really interesting um stuff's changing and growing as always which is really good but it's just exciting and different nice yeah it was really cool i'm i'm really excited to see what next year turns out to be because i think we have some really good ideas um I feel like it's going to start to expand in ways that I didn't really see ahead of time. Not not necessarily more content, but just, I, I don't know. I don't really want to say anything because I don't want to paint myself into a corner. But I just, I can see a lot of opportunity and it's really exciting. So well, I was chatting with April just for a second. Me and April always say hello to each other through Instagram. And I said uh, she had just gotten a new giant Laguna CNC. And it's like, it, it's amazing how far we've all come. You know, I'm not just pat myself on the back, but like this as a group of online maker community, how far we've all come and we have to stop and relish in our accomplishments from time to time and just look back and, you know, when we're getting stressed out about this and that or this thing or that thing, you just got to stop and say, well, you know, we're, we're kind of running our own, we're running our own industry, our own destiny and, and it's working out and people are enjoying what we're doing. So, and it's growing and expanding in good ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's pretty wild when you when you step back for just a minute and look at like what we get to do and the capability we have. It's funny the other day because you know you can get so head down, heads down in this stuff, and like no matter what you're doing, you work on your work and you, you're leaning down, and you're looking at your work, and then you forget about how amazing it is that you have the skill and the opportunity and the machines and the all this stuff. And the other day, my wife had this purse, and it's the second purse she's had of this style, and they always rip in this one location. And it's like fake leather, whatever. And she was like, 
Well, man, I guess I'm going to have to go buy another one because this thing ripped again. And I'm like, what? No, wait a second. Like, this house has more capability to make and fix things <laughs> than most other places, you know, like, with, I don't know, hundreds of miles. Like, we have everything here. Like, let's don't go buy another one. Let's fix this thing. And that was one of those moments where I was like, man, this is crazy. It's crazy what we can do, you know? And it's all it's all blessing. It's all like it's awesome. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not like I did all this awesome stuff and I'm great for it. It's amazing that we have the capability and have the opportunity and and being around, you know, uh, Josh and Forby together and having those conversations. It's amazing to me that there are people involved that make this thing happen. That it's not just me goofing around making videos anymore. That it's turning into a thing that we're planning ahead for and that we're looking for opportunity and we're trying to figure out how to you know, how to reach people and like, who do we want to reach? And like, what do we want to be able to give them? And it was, I don't know. It was awesome. It was very cool. And we had a good time, of course, too. He's a good friend. So we had a lot of fun. I'm, I want to know what, uh, what is the, the thing that nobody wants to do that you got to find somebody else to do? It's like a rolling list. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, I was talking to Josh about that. Cause it was like, you know, you came on at a time where, I had a whole bunch of stuff I needed done and you just said, I'll help and I'll take all, all the stuff that needs to be help getting done. I'll just do it all. And I'm like, awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> and then now there's still more stuff. We're both maxed out. All three of us are maxed out, you know? And so I'm like, okay, think about the things that you do every day and decide on the stuff that you want to do more of. And then we'll find, we'll take all that other stuff that's left over and we'll pull that together and find somebody or multiple people or something to do those things. You know, we farm out, I, I don't know, it was like, you know, maybe we just hire some kid to come take out the trash and, like, clean up and stuff like that. I don't know. But everybody in every job has stuff that, you know, you gravitate mm-hmm. towards and you want to do more of this and that. And, I mean, even part of, like, having him run camera was so that I didn't have to do that. Not that I don't like it, but, like, I would rather be physically making stuff and be on camera in that time, you have to walk around and move the camera to a different shot, press the button, walk back around. That's all time that you're not doing the thing you want to do. So, uh, you know, that was a place that he came in to be able to fill that void and help me do more of it. And now he's like, I want to do more writing and designing and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe we need to find somebody else to do the camera so that you can, you know, you don't have to do everything left over. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I had a, uh, a a text conversation with, camera dan and i i, I mentioned something like i, I filmed the uh, the evan and caitlin video without dan and i was like i don't like filming without you and he's like i don't like it when you film without me <laughs> but it's just, it's you get so used to somebody else who's better at that thing than you are to be there to make sure like everything is, is running smooth and it just makes my job even more fun and so that's my that's my favorite part of the growth is um, finding ways to make it more fun, which usually means handing off some of those tasks to to other people who are better at them and maybe enjoy them more. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we were going to talk about next year anyway, so I guess we'll just hop into it. One of those things like that that you're talking about is, you know, we were, the three of us were talking about, you know, is next year about more or is it about better? Because those are two really different directions. I mean, they can be the same thing. They can both happen. But, you know, is is the focus to create more content? And if so, how in the world do we do that? Because we're already maxed out. We're at capacity there. 
is it about being making better content? Like, do we get somebody who has spent their career with a camera versus some, you know, any of us who have just been like, oh, uh, we need a camera. Sure, I'll grab a camera and make. You know, we don't know what we're doing. Um, you know, maybe you, maybe you look at just making what we already do like a level up and have somebody yeah, that is. I, it's funny uh, the the uh, for me the eye opening, the most recent eye opening. Uh, <clears throat> Revelation came with the with the canoe because when I was looking at the canoe, I wanted to uh, try and do all these fancy techniques, but I was focused on making the canoe and just capturing the event. And yeah, I had a drone shot or two that I, I just like you know what I don't know I don't really need the drone shot it just seems gratuitous. I did put one in that my buddy Tom shot, um, but after all was said and done, I just went straight forward and did exactly what I would have done if I made the video two years ago or three years ago, and. I put music in where I had no audio and I put a little music in the end just to kind of let people know this is the end of the video. Kind of have that kind of like dog whistle now when music starts at the end, you know, it's over. And that's just because I'm usually doing product shots with no sound and no noise. So I got to put some noise there. Uh, and the video did great. So the fact that I did a 35 minute video and it broke a million in a couple of weeks, is just amazing to me. So yeah, going into doing better. I think maybe I'll probably do. I, I won't be afraid to do long videos. I'm not going to do them gratuitously, but if something calls for a long video, I won't try and jam it into a ten minute, nine mm -hmm. minute edit. So that's one thing I learned this year going into next year. And as far as uh, probably, I'll probably try and do basically the same thing, but just try and add more quality to it. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, so in, in programming, there's a thing, I, I mean, it's used in lots of places, but in programming, we talked about separation of concerns a lot. So you take where you have make a big application, and rather than trying to wrap up the front end, how it looks, with the back end, how it works, in one big glob, you try to separate those things so that somebody, or at least different times, can focus on part A and part B separately and make them good and figure out how to make them work together. And, like, all of us... Historically, we started out doing all this stuff ourselves, every single bit of it, because we're generalists anyway to a degree, and especially when it comes to like the media production side, we're, we do all of it. And so the more you have a separation of concerns within anything like this, even music, it's the same kind of deal. If somebody can focus on how things sound, the, the quality, not what you're playing, you know, or, or even like somebody focuses on what the camera sees not what's happening or not you know what needs to happen or the scope of the project but somebody's just focusing on how it looks that's like a whole different thing and so we were kind of talking about from that perspective you know is it worth separating out um for next year so that there is someone who is just thinking about how stuff is captured like visually and and with audio too, like that's their focus. So we don't have to worry about whether the batteries are good or whether this is prepped or if we have enough cards. That's like a person's job. Well, and then, it's funny. I, I, well, the you other had... well, the other side of it though is that there's there's like can be diminishing returns there. Like, is that stuff worthwhile? You know, or is the state of YouTube and where we are at? Like you were saying, you you started to do fancy stuff and then you kind of fell back into what you could naturally mm -hmm. easily do and it still worked out great so like is it worthwhile yeah. to take all that stuff up and have somebody dedicated i do struggle with being too polished because this is youtube that people are watching the videos because 
they are DIY, not not DIY subject, but uh, they're all self-produced videos with with either one person or a small team. And so one of the things that I struggle with is I, I want it to get better and better and better. But I don't ever really want it to be TV quality because I wonder if it's too polished, if that takes away from the personal feel on why somebody went to my channel in the first place. Yeah, I believe definitely. Once you get too slick, uh, I, I, me personally, I, I think it's you, you, the quirkiness. That's why sometimes I, I, I'll look at a thing and I'll see a, a, a bad edit, and, I'll be, and I'll, for a second I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, I've actually considered republishing a video where I see something that bothers me, but then it's already got 5,000 views, you know, early on. And I'm just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. People aren't even going to notice what I see. So I think yeah. if you get too polished, it starts to get a little, it starts to get a little outside of the, the garage mechanic mentality, which is really well, the charm I mean, of YouTube. Well, I mean, that's the charm of some things, but at the same time, like everybody watches, everybody creates for different reasons in different ways. Everybody watches for different reasons for different things. And so I think there's probably cross crossover for all of the different I mean I say this all the time there's audience for everybody it's just a matter of getting connected with the person that likes what you do no matter what that is and like I I I think there's also a difference between polishing keeping things in check and making sure that they're done and they're done well versus like let's mimic TV <laughs> let's like yeah. you know what I mean and that, we're I'm not trying to do that like I want to do what we do but I also, we've had a lot of instances lately where I get halfway through a take and my mic, the audio is just gone. But we don't notice that because it was fine when we started the take. And so then when Forby gets through the edit, he's like, you know, this whole talking section, you have half the audio. It's just gone. And it was because a battery died, but we didn't see it until the next take or something. And so it's really things like that. It's not about making it slicker necessarily or you know trying to mimic tv it's more just about things will work better if somebody's job is be aware of these and make sure that those are taken care of and if somebody has a better visual eye for making things prettier or better captured than we do like i'm totally down for that and that's not really about you know slickness or production necessarily more just about the kind of the art of it and yeah, I mean, making I, it more visually appealing for whoever's watching when I when I brought that up, I didn't um, mean that in a in a negative way. I just wanted to know if it's something that you think about. Like, do you do you ever just say to yourself, "I don't want to get too too slick," or do you just focus on trying to make good stuff? I'm not a slick person, so I don't I don't think of that. You know, it's not like there's a I don't know, yeah, <laughs> a bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's not something I think about. Okay. Um, because I, I just want things to be better. And yeah. that doesn't necessarily equate with, you know, polish, I think. I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I guess quality and polish are not the same. You can polish a turd. Yeah. That's what people have said, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think it's, it's something. You cannot polish a turd. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> anyway, on if the you can polish a turd here, you can polish a turd here. <laughs> hey. Uh, My slogan's gathering steam. It, it absolutely is. It really is. <laughs> I, I've been hearing it a lot from people. Uh, yeah, anyway, so that's one thing we're thinking about next year. Is <laughs> you <can> make it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, thinking about next year, just, you know, that's one of the things we're considering. Obviously, that's like a whole other 
I mean, hiring another person is a big deal. It's a lot of money. Is it worthwhile? I don't know. That, but I'm considering, it, was, it, was cool, it was cool to have those conversations her. about, like, you know, could we make this better and what's that going to take? Not just me going, like, how do I stay above water? That was pretty awesome. What um, I'm considering yeah. doing, Taylor and I have been talking, uh, I'm considering hiring a shop manager whose job is strictly to keep things organized, and that is it. I mean, Brett, Brett helps me with making movies and just general round shop stuff, but I can't expect Brett to constantly keep everything organized. It's a little bit of an overwhelming job when you have a few other things to do. So I'm thinking about hiring somebody that whose job specifically is just to manage materials, consumables, organizing, making sure things go back. Because, for instance, right after we did the podcast last week, I got a call to do this bullet bourbon sign, which is my most recent video I published. And it was it has to be in California on Monday, which is today. That means I had to jam and get it done in two days last week, give enough time to ship. And the shop turns into a whirlwind. So we're trying to get that done at the same time while we're trying to manage putting tools away and wrapping up cords. And if I had somebody whose job it was to do that, and then in the downtime, they could organize that giant box of drill bits or that giant box of screws or that cabinet with 7,000 different wrenches in it or my, my mechanics toolbox, which has been disorganized for the last 20 years. You know, this drawer has all the ratchets. They might not be in size order, but they're in there. This drawer has all the screwdrivers, but they're not organized, but they're in there. So I'm looking for someone for coming year that's going to help me with that. I, I think it's about time. Um, do you think, would that person have anything to do with the, um, like the production of the tools and stuff, like the ice picks? Could they help with that um, process Potentially, as well? yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's always going to be downtime. So I'll put people, you know, I, I would uh, definitely have somebody doing hands-on stuff like that. Um, you know, I've been reluctant to talk about it because then everyone's going to be like, oh, I want to do that job. I want someone that doesn't know me to do that job because I want someone that <laughs> maybe doesn't speak English, doesn't have any idea who I am on YouTube. I just want someone to say, keep this place organized. I mean, not to say, I just don't, I don't know who that person's ultimately going to be, but I just want someone to focus on keeping the place organized. And it's, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it works out. We had a person in the shop that recently decided to move on, and he's never really on camera. He's Taylor's assistant. He decided he wanted to do something different. So now we have a little bit of a void, and as far as personnel, it was me and Taylor and Brett and Brandon, and Brandon decided to move on. And so now we're thinking, like, if we're going to replace him, let's replace him with somebody whose purpose is well-defined so that from the start they know what they have to do and someone that's a little bit more focused on enjoying that task hmm. you know brandon's in the process of learning and he decided he wanted to do other stuff so that that's the yeah. goal for as far as making things better and this way i could just focus on doing ideas because i'll come in the shop and i'll look at the wall i'll be like oh should i work on a video today or should i organize that wall or should i put away <laughs> everything i left out last week or so uh you know things are changing in that regard but i think it's a positive thing and, and, of course, I have a little bit of extra money to pay somebody that salary, which is something I would have never even considered because it was never in the budget. So, yeah. Cool. And did I mention we're going to install heat in the shop? No. Put, in, the, in, the, in the warehouse that I rent. Because as it gets to down to 30 and then into the teens and then into the zeros, it's just impossible to work. So, like, on a, on a morning in January, me and Brett and Taylor will just, like, stay in bed because there's nothing to do except just, like, avoid the cold. So, and, and then we all kind of play, uh, we have this uh, standoff of, like, who's going to get to the shop first to start the fires. <laughs> 
and the fires don't even do anything, you know, when it's 10 degrees out. So we will uh, have a, a big radiant tube heater installed over the work area. And that's a, about a $10,000 installation. But when we step back and look, you know, one or two good jobs could pay for that. And it's worth keeping everyone's production moving through the winter. So that's, that's going to happen to, you know, we're talking about making improvements in the new year. That's definitely something we're going to do. Again, it's something that, it's something that we would have not considered just because of a budgetary concern would have been like, you know, it's, it's out of the question, just get a better coat, add another layer. Is there any um, non-environment, non-video stuff that you guys want to improve on? So skills, things that you are actually doing with your hands? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, every year I always say I want to do better on fusion and CNC work, and that's definitely a goal. And that, that involves giving myself some projects, and I have a couple that I want to focus on get past that intimidation factor. I'm always just kind of dipping my toes in the water. I'm never really actually jumping fully in. So that's always something. And uh, I, I kept putting it out there. When we first started, I talked about doing laser, getting into laser. Now it's like totally part of my integration. It's something I do. It's super easy. I talked about blacksmithing. And now I have everything I need to blacksmith. The only thing I have to do is do it, <laughs> which is something I haven't done more of. I, I have a few small projects I started. Um, so I'm integrating that more into, like, I'm actually, I'm in the process of making a video of a padlock. I want to make a bigger padlock. It's going to be about a six inch padlock made vintage style with a big round key. And uh, so that's going to involve a little bit of blacksmithing. So now I'm, I'm like set up to integrate that into other videos. I might not make the whole project about the blacksmithing uh, process. And, oh, I just got uh, I hooked up with a company called Devil Forge. I met them through eBay. I wrote to them, and they knew who I was. And they wrote back, and they said, let's make a deal outside of eBay. And uh, they gave me a big smelting forge, which is, which is going to be awesome. So I'm going to get into casting uh, going into the new year. Me and Brad experimented. We were able to melt a bunch of brass the other day fairly quickly. So it's uh, brass is like 2,000 and change degrees, and, and it melted fairly easily. So... I know copper and aluminum is, is going to be easy too. So we're going to get into that. Uh, so, yeah. You you mentioned uh, now I have all the stuff to do the blacksmith and I just need to do it. There's so many times where like uh, I, I think, okay, I'm not doing the thing because I need the thing. And so I got the stuff to do resin infused wood. And I've had that stuff for six months now and I've yet to do it. Or uh, – I want to get back into photography. All I need is this lens. I get the lens and, you know, I just need to do it. There's so many times I'm not taking action and it's not because I'm being lazy. It's just because there's so many things I want to do and maybe I need to focus a little bit more. But that's why I laughed when you said I just need to do it because I find myself in that trap all the time of getting the stuff that I need to do it and not executing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. There's a box of leather tools sitting on this desk. (laughs) That's been there since it showed up from the store. I was like, oh, cool. And we even talked about it on like one of the after shows. I'm like, oh, cool. What do I do with all this stuff? And it's set right there ever since. <laughs> Untouched. <laughs> Untouched. Um, as far as like stuff I'd like to get better at, I mean, I definitely want to get a better understanding. I definitely need to do TIG welding this year because I've had a TIG welder for like almost a year now and I've <laughs> turned it on once. That was about it. Um, but I, I think just metalworking is the stuff that I need to get a better understanding of the lathe, the metal lathe, and um, figure out TIG. I need to just keep practicing my MIG so that it's better 
it's getting there, and I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable there than I was. But I I think the metalworking side of things is still something that, like, I shy away from doing certain things initially because I'm like, well, it's like, like I could probably figure it out on the lathe, but I'll be doing it wrong, and everybody will yell at me on YouTube, and, you know. And so it's just, like, I just shy away from it, and I end up looking for alternatives instead of spending that same amount of effort learning the thing that I need to learn to feel confident in it, you know? And so that's one thing I need to, well, I guess that's two things. I need to actually get better on the metal, but I also need to get in a habit of not shying away from stuff and instead spend that time, like invest that time into learning it so that it's not a stepping, you know, it's not a roadblock. Stepping stone? Roadblock is what I meant, but somehow <laughs> the wrong thing came out. Yeah. What about you, David? Do you have stuff? I want to get... Uh more creative so I, I still want to do projects that are attainable from for the audience but i i want the projects to have that one over the top feature so if, if i'm making a box or if i'm making a table like that part of the build can be the normal thing but then there needs to be the but check this out what if i and i want to add like other materials in there do something that's completely different maybe more art based and so um, I just, I just want to, I want to be more creative and I want to work on that and I want to bring those creative ideas in the projects. And, you know, so if it's, if it is a table or a box, like the, the, the viewer can still make that thing up until that point and they don't have to do the wild and crazy thing that I do. So I just, I just want to get more creative. And the only way to get more creative is to just do it. And as you're doing it, you'll get, you'll get better at it. I, I'm still a firm believer in everybody can be creative if they work at it it's a muscle you just got to do it you just got to do it so <laughs> there's just more things i got to do yeah well what about next year for you we didn't really talk about that i don't think what are you wanting to add or change or what are your goals or well i mean so that's that's the big thing is just the, the more over the the top things um and That's. I brought up the question, and I don't even have a good answer for it. But definitely more over the top things. I want to do the the music thing, and so there. I want to do a, a separate channel, and then somehow maybe those two kind of intertwine a little bit over time. But actual skills that I want to get better at is just little crafty things that I can bring into woodworking, whether it's cutting glass and bringing it into woodworking, or some some metal, or some pewter, or bringing in leather or fabrics. I want to bring those little things into the project. So those are, I don't want to, I don't need to necessarily be really good at leather or material or sewing. I just want to be good enough to bring them into what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Incremental stuff is, is big. I mean, like I think I heard somebody say this earlier today that I'd I don't know where that was, but they don't want to do things that they're not good at. Oh, it was that Ken Block show that I was talking about last week about the driving stuff. Somebody said about him in the episode I watched this morning on the treadmill, he doesn't like to do things that he's not good at. And I was like, oh, huh. Yeah, me too. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like to try things for the first time, but you're never good at something the first time, usually. Mm -hmm. I guess not never. But, um, but yeah, trying something... In, in what you were saying, trying it just enough to be able to do it gets you one step closer to being good at it, right? And yeah. so if you just do enough of those little things, 
And that's one thing I, I need to get myself into the habit of as well. Just, I'm going to do this well enough to get by, and then I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to do it a little bit better. And again, a little bit better. Um, so one, one of the thoughts yeah. that I had, I want to experiment with, and I don't know if it'll go anywhere. Maybe it does. Maybe it really takes off. But kind of divide the videos up into two videos. Not really a part one and part two, but there might be a more... I guess vloggy style where it's like, hey, I'm designing this thing. Here's my thoughts on the design. Maybe you can see how I'm de designing it. Let's go pick up some materials. And then while we're picking up materials, maybe there's some some tips in there. Um, so I want there almost like like that that video, which I know won't get as many views as the actual project video, but I want that video to kind of introduce what I'm working on. And then that also gives a little bit of time for somebody to say but what if you did this and you know they have that because the, the audience is smarter than i am and so maybe that's a way to bring the audience into the project so when i go to actually do the project i can i can call those people out and say i had this idea but so and so in the comments in the vlog said you should try this so we're actually going to do that and so that's one of the things that i want to do is possibly break up the video into two two videos hmm. we'll see that's an interesting idea yeah yeah cool I hate I hate saying these things to on on air because you're stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's something we've been thinking about. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Bookmark that. We're gonna come <laughs> back and revisit this and see if you've done it. Uh, good. Hold me accountable. I, that, I mean, that's why it is why I say some of the things. And you know, last year at this time when I said I wanted to get more into music, I've I actually held myself to that. Hmm. Well, it's funny. I, I brought up the whole weight loss challenge, and so many fans have done much, much, much better than me, which is amazing. I'm glad to be the impetus for that. Jocko gave up like after week two. He just kind of lazily stayed involved. He didn't even care at all to begin with. But uh, I lost about 20 pounds, and I'm kind of I kind of leveled off, and and it was a little frustrating losing that, you know, like getting stuck in that level off area. And I kind of gave up. Honestly, I did give up. I didn't gain any more weight back. And I, it did make me very conscientious about the carbs and the empty calories that I often eat. And I still kind of creep in. So, uh, I what for me, it hasn't been a total failure. It was like a good start. I've leveled off and now I have to get back into it. So a lot of people are asking me that. So getting better in the new year, I want to do that. My, my buddy Howard gave me a really amazing bicycle. I couldn't tell you the brand, but he owns a bike store where they sell bikes into the tens of thousands of dollars. And this was a trade-in. So he gave me a very expensive, beautiful bike, which he had all tuned up by his mechanics. And so uh, instead of running, which is still kind of hard on my legs, my knees, I'm going to bicycle. When He gave it to me like when the weather's been like 30 degrees. So I uh, want to get more into that as the weather gets a little bit more acclimated to not freezing. And uh, yeah, so getting better is one of those things I want to do is, is carry on my weight loss progress. That's cool. You know, one thing you could do in the meantime, mm -hmm. you could build a little uh, like a stationary bike holder roller thing and put your bike on it. And then you could ride in the shop or oh, in the house. Great or something. idea. Thanks. Thanks for the great ideas. Thanks. See, I gave you a great <laughs> idea that you that now if you don't do it, you'll just be like giving up. So you oh no, I, there's now. no. I have no rollers. There's no rollers anywhere near me. I don't have any. I got. I'll show them to you. I'll show them to you. <laughs> then you'll have no excuses. How about that? <laughs> that reminds me. I actually, um, Howard might have a stationary bike thing. They sell those things. He must sell one. 
Yeah, I have yeah, a bell. Sure somebody there. wants to trade in a very expensive stationary bike stand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Thanks, you know, that's that sounds silly. I, I understand. But at the same time, like having that and a TV in front of it, like you can get mm-hmm. through a lot of YouTube while you're... That's now oh, these sure. days... During the winter, I run on the treadmill with a big TV in front of me so that I can watch YouTube. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. No, it's yeah, funny. I'm when you, you t- I was thinking about you, Bob, talking about having a treadmill. I was thinking about now that I have more space, I can get a nice treadmill. <laughs> Any treadmill companies <laughs> yeah, sure. out there want to show me, do you want to give me a free treadmill? I need a place to hang my other welding jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got anything else on next year prep ideas talk? It's going to be a good year. I think so. 2019. Can you believe it? 2019. It's just amazing to me that time is going in. It's like a little section of the the timeline of history that we live in has just been really amazing. I mean, not having to do with YouTube, but just having to do with the technological advances that have taken place since 1980 Mm -hmm. until now. It's just unbelievable. And it just gets faster and bigger and faster and bigger every year. We so kind of on that. We were talking uh, when we were meeting about uh, technology stuff and how, like, I wanted to get another server so that I can back up our footage um, and for we, you know, it was just like he's working remotely, so we just had some technology stuff to figure out there. And we were talking about these like hard drives and buying. Storage, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's holding up a stack of five hard drives. So we were buying. That's just, that's just what I could grab. That's in front of me. <laughs> I was buying hard drives over the weekend, and I got eighty terabytes of storage. Now it wasn't cheap, but it was way cheaper than it would have been five years ago and ten 80? years before. Like How ten, much is 10 years terabytes? before that, you a lot. It's a whole lot. Ten thousand or less? No, no, no. Way less than that. In the hundreds of dollars, but. Just, oh. I mean, it, it's crazy when you think about when we were talking about what we can do with a relatively small amount of money to get two servers in different parts of the country that are synced up and we all have computers that can render 4K video. And we, you know, it's just, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like the, the amount of stuff that is technologically possible right now. And I don't know. It's just another one of those things. You step back and you actually look at like what the technology is. This morning, I was moving stuff around because Jimmy was late recording. So thank you for the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, w- within that time, I was like, oh, cool. This is, a, this is a good chance for me to like redo you know, where all the stuff is plugged in and all this. So I was just moving the stuff around and looking at how much technology is right here at my desk. And it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, and on the opposite side of that, that 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 observation is that you have guys i know a couple of guys in particular on youtube that produce videos that do everything on their ipad mm-hmm. or even their iphone i yeah. mean was it uh, a couple of years ago talt was was like made the revelation with you bob that he shoots all his videos on his i itunes phone what is that called thing yeah his itunes phone that's what it's called <laughs> what is the thing that just holds music just keep going the ipod is it the ipod <laughs> His iTunes phones has oh, man. the capability of editing and shooting. So there you don't need all the other stuff. But And you have guys making, producing good content. Yeah. So there's no excuses. I see, um, like, when you, like the, like, the Google Pixel 3, 
like the low light capabilities of that phone is looks mind blowing amazing and i just see that being implemented into cameras that we use to shoot our videos and like lighting is going to be so much easier in the future because our our the technology is just going to keep moving and like it's just going to everything is just going to get easier and more expensive and cheaper and, <laughs> and it's going to be more candy like but uh yeah the technology blows me away especially just whatever we can fit on our phones that fits in our pocket like that's still crazy yeah it is very very crazy cool well um you guys figure out what you're watching oh yet? crap one second. I don't have one. I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and say right now I don't have one, and I'm not going to have one this week so that I don't stress out about it. But I do want to thank our Patreon supporters uh, because they're awesome. And we have a new patron this week. So especially Wise Old Dal, Evan and Caitlin, Corey Ward, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Caleb Harris. Oh, that's that's my pick. Got it. Thanks, Caleb. Maker in Training, Fun Kiss, Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks. The new one is Steve Mosley from Making at Home and Make, Build, Modify. Um, I have to find a link for it, but I'll go ahead and say it since I thought of it. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Thank you to our Patreon supporters, uh, everybody, those people, but everybody that supports us. And uh, even a dollar will get you the uh, after show, which is more of us talking. Often there are secret things, behind the scenes things that we don't talk about here. And if you want to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash making it, and we would really appreciate it. It's very cool of you. So my my pick for the week is Caleb Harris. Now, we've met Caleb before. I have. I assume you guys probably have. Really cool guy. Um, he was at ThinkerCon and uh, showed me a Lego table that he made. And I'll have to find the link for it, but I know that he put out the video about it in the last couple of days. But he made a Lego table where I made a Lego table before, and so he was showing me relative to that. But he cut holes in it and built lego on the inside of the holes so it's like there's a wood section missing and it looks like the inside is actually built out of lego bricks and some of them stick out so that the kids can stick things to those bricks it's really oh, cool it's the, it's the opposite mm-hmm. size what you saying yeah it, it's it's oh, pretty cool, cool. Um, so go check out caleb uh i want to shout out derek from malden you guys remember derek uh i know bob, bob you met derek in, in make essential He's finally started his channel, and he's published oh, yeah, his yeah. first video. Cool. Yeah, so go check out Derek from Malden. That's his YouTube channel handle. Derek uh, Forrestier is a good friend. We met at Making It 100, and we've become very close friends over the years. He traveled to Make a Central with me this year, and he's been talking ever since we met about starting his channel, and he finally published his channel with help from John Graz. Uh, Graz Makes is another big uh, part of the community over here. And uh, so, and by the way, Graz is also behind the Carolina Shoes. If you go to Carolina, they Graz put out two great videos of like a bio on me, which was uh, part of my deal with working with Carolina Boots is that they have a behind the maker or something like they do like a series about makers. And so uh, Graz helped get Derek launched and he put up my two little bio videos, which are really, really good. I'm really proud of them. So check out those two things. I'm going to go with somebody that we've talked about before, but deserves a, a mention again. That's Michael Alm. Uh, he's been putting out 
it seems like more videos lately and he did this uh wooden owl wing project have you guys seen that at all yeah it's it's really he's, cool he, it's good he's a uh, man he's so talented and he he brings art into woodworking, which is one of the things that I absolutely love about him. And then he does regular woodworking projects too. Like he made a shadow box for this owl wing. He did a under the uh, cabinet table saw base and an outfeed table. Just really, really, really good stuff. And cool dude. Yeah, and I'm a very cool dude. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Well, uh, you guys got anything else? That's it. Going into the new year. Are we going to do a Christmas show? We're going to have a Christmas party? We're going to have a company Christmas party? Or? Sure. Pizza? Yeah, Is it going to be pizza? Mm. Pizza Christmas and paper pizza? cups. Yeah, Christmas pizza. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, pizza cool. So well, good. I agree. Pizza was always good. All right. Um, I guess that's it for this week. See you guys All next right. time. Thank Later. You. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.